What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Locatora Radio is a radiophonic novella. Which is just a very extra way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. I'm Dios FM. And I am Mala Munoz. Locatora Radio is your prima's favorite podcast hosted by us, Mala and Diosa. We're two IG friends turned podcast partners breaking down pop culture, feminism, sexual wellness, and offering fresh takes on trending topics through nuanced interviews with up-and-coming Latinx creatives. Known as Las Locatoras, Las Mami Submiten Bullshit, The Porcasteras Next Door, and Las Porcasteras Peligrosas, we've been podcasting independently since 2016, and we're bringing our radiophonic novela to the My Cultura Network to continue sharing stories from the Latinx community. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 7. Take, Take us to your, your network! network. Hola, hola, locamores. Welcome back to another capítulo of Locatora Radio. I'm Diosa. And I am Mala. You're tuning into capítulo 161-161. Last time on Locatora Radio, we talked in depth about No Sabo Kids and the history of language violence in the United States. Remember to leave a review of Locatora Radio on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to Locatora wherever you listen, and share with a friend or your prima. Follow both Diosa and I across socials and follow at Locatora underscore radio all over social media and find us on TikTok. You can also visit our website, locatoraradio.com, and subscribe to our newsletter, Besitos. So today we are joined by the founders of Spanish Sin Pena. After reading and hearing so many different perspectives about Latinos, Latinx folks, and our relationship to the Spanish language, we wanted to connect with Spanish Sin Pena. The folks at Spanish Sin Pena have intentionally created a space to share resources, experiences, ask questions, and support one another in their journeys to reclaiming the Spanish language. All right, locamores. Well, without further ado, we have Jackie Rodriguez and Wendy Ramirez, founders of Spanish Sin Pena, joining us today at Locatora Radio. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us. This is a super special episode, and it's kind of a follow-up to a conversation we've been having here at Locatora Radio about Spanish and language loss and no sabo kids and pochos. So thank you for joining us to provide your expertise. Yeah, we're looking forward to continuing the conversation. So just to get us started, I would love for both of you 
to introduce yourselves. Tell us a little bit about you. Well, first of all, I'm so excited. I'm a big fan of both of you. And so muchas gracias. Thank you for the invitation and for having these conversations. Um, my name is Wendy Ramirez. I'm born and raised in East LA. I, you know, I grew up speaking Spanish, but I lost it when I was in high school. And then I studied in Mexico City when I was in college. And I just felt like a complete, like I wasn't smart, <laughs> pretty much. And, but all through my life, I'm like, I'm going to learn and I'm going to like, just continue at it. And, and I did. And it just like, opened up so many doors for me. I said, I want to do this for my community. So that's a little bit about me. Um, just some other stuff, like my family is from El Salvador. And I'm Adam Sante. I love like to celebrate art and culture and all of that. So that's just, you know, you, and I'm married and I live in Montebello <laughs> or Montebello, <laughs> you want to call it. And I have two, two puppies. <laughs> yes. So that's a little bit about me. And then I have the amazing pleasure and I feel blessed to be working with you know, one of my friends, good friends who understands and who just, yeah, so that's Jackie. Hey, y'all. I feel like one of those people that call in, it's like long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I'm a big, big fan. So thank you for the platform and inviting us because continuing this conversation is important, especially with our generation. We're the ones breaking these generational traumas and reclaiming. And so just changing the perspective and that narrative. So I'm excited to be able to do that with y'all. My name is Jackie. I'm the co-founder and creative director for Spanish Sintena. I come from a background of working direct with the community, like on the ground for community engagement and communications. And so growing up, my Spanish was very conversational. It was watching novelas with my tias, singing Selena, and just learning in that way. But when I got into my professional career and having to speak on another level, speak about some of these policies that were coming down and how they would affect immigrant families. Like the Selena lyrics weren't helping me anymore. And I realized that's when I started having more insecurity, feeling more like that bocha creeping up. And so uh, during that time, Wendy came up to me and was just explaining her dream of Spanish Cintana. She did some interviews where she interviewed Latina people to ask them basically what their relationship was with Spanish and realizing that we all had a common thread of shame and feeling judged. So she had this vision of creating this school and she was already doing private classes. And I loved it. I was the target audience. I was the pocha wanting to learn to be a resource to community, to connect with family. So we just hit the ground. I quit my nonprofit job. I rested for a week and then called her and said, okay, we're ready. And here we are four years later. Um, yeah, still, still growing, still building. Amazing. So this is Spanish Sin Pena is your full time gig. It's your full time work. 100% my dream job. <laughs> full time. Did you ever think that you're self describing as a pocha, right? Did you ever think that you would end up like running a school for, for reclaiming the Spanish language and teaching Spanish to other pochos out there? <laughs> Never. Even now, like when I try to explain to my family, because I already have to explain remote 
working and Zoom. And they're just like, what are you doing in your room? I'm like, I promise I'm working. <laughs> and so just getting past that hurdle and now being like, we have a Spanish school. And they're like, you don't even speak good Spanish. I'm like, I'm not a teacher. <laughs> I, I love the way the family will always humble us and find a way to drag us even when we're doing incredible work. I want to go back to what you said about <laughs> shame, you know, feeling um, shame for maybe not speaking, quote, properly or well enough. And I feel like for Latinos, Latinx people, like shame is something we carry so deeply, whether that be with language, sex and sexuality, gender. Like there are so many ways we're taught and we learn to feel shame. So I love that it's in the title of your organization. So can you tell us more about this modality of a shifting the mindset from shame to empowered? Yes, I mean, well, you know, pena in Spanish means many different things as well. So pena is like shame, which it is a big part of the work that we do, but it also means pain, you know? And you, you use terms like vale la pena, like it's worth it. Right. Um, and so I think that's a little bit of like our philosophy or kind of what I told our students today is like, we're all learning together. We're all like here to support one another. And you're going to feel the pena. You're going to feel the shame. And you, but you just got to do it anyways. And Jackie, I want to say, was like one of the people that I first interviewed and she didn't really have pena. <laughs> she was just like, I'm going to try. I don't care if I make mistakes and this and that. And so that's, it's just awesome to, to see that. But I think you're so right. And one of the things that we do or that we have these discussions around these other issues where we, in our cultura, we have pena, like you mentioned, whether it is about, you know, sexuality, identity, every, I mean, money, everything, everything, there's like this guilt and pena. And so we always joke because we say we always, everything we do is sin pena. You know, like we're going to go salsa da sin, sin pena. <laughs> you know, we're going to, we're going to eat sin pena, you know, like, and it's just, it's a fun, it's, it's a way to just shift, like you said, your mindset from this pena that you might have or pain that you're carrying into how do you how can you enjoy it have fun uh, make you know enjoy the process as an actor a producer and a proud latino father my days can get very busy which is why i make sure to dedicate time to what's important like supporting my community through my work sharing my colombian and venezuelan culture and being present for my family which is everything to me hey everyone it's wilmer valderrama and when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I love that because when you said sin pena in that way, it also reminded me of like kind of being like a sinvergüenza. Like, just do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Sin pena. You know, be a sinvergüenza. Practice your Spanish. I mean, and you can say that for, for practically anything when it comes to Latinos, right? Just do it. Like, sin pena. Just do it. Like, right. no one's watching. Right. Like, no one's going to gossip about you. It'll be okay. It's going to be okay. Have you guys been seeing all the, like, conversation um on Instagram recently around Diosa's viral reel um, and all the comments. I'm sure you guys have seen because people have tagged you, right? Yeah, we definitely had students specifically tag us and they were, it was really sweet because they were thanking us for our platform and for the space we've created. And so it's always validating getting getting that feedback from the students, recognizing that. And I think that's one of the things, like talking about the Benaz, what makes us different from like the other apps or taking you know, taking a class because it's not just like, donde esta la biblioteca? It's like, <laughs> let's talk about your relationship with Spanish. Let's talk about the pain, you know, your family history. And then once we get through that, then we realize there's some healing, some unpacking to do. And then it goes into learning grammar. But if you're not having a safe space to unpack this, there's there's no point in starting to dig into the grammar. It's not going to stick in those emotional blocks are very real when it comes to language. Yeah. I, I love that you said that because, you know, I've been having a conversation with my dad about how he was very strict and intense with Spanish. And I've shared that throughout our time here at Locatora, but he was so strict to the point where I didn't want to speak at all. I was already very introverted, but it made me this very quiet kid because if I didn't know the word for something in Spanish, sabía que me iba a regañar. And he tells me now like, oh, you should be thanking me because your Spanish is so good. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I do thank you for, you know, teaching me Spanish. I could have done without the trauma though. And he goes, no, I would do it all over again. (laughs) And so for him, it's still like valía la pena because you learned and it didn't matter that it was I was tough on you or I I was mean to you or whatever. Like you learned and my mission was accomplished. And so I love that because even I'm a fluent Spanish speaker, but I have my own like relationship with the like Spanish and how I need to unpack it with myself, which I do with my therapist. (laughs) But you know, like we all have, I feel like this this journey that we're on, even speaking this quote native language, you know, that's I mean, that's what it is. And I think that we all have different stories. Like I can relate to you because my mom also wanted us to learn. But I think you, we also have the stories where it was just survival, you know, like just how do you people are coming here and a lot of people have at least in my generation, probably the older generations, it was like, learn English, be fluent in English. That's how you're going to get ahead. That's how, you know, and the system, the schools, everything like it. I, I, I'm glad to see something changing, but it's always the system. And I love the way that you said, you say like this native, like quote native <laughs> language, because 
it's not just Spanish, and I want to make that a point. You know, it's like all languages and this idea, but it's a language that you you feel connected to. That's part of your culture, your cultura, and and so yeah. I mean, I I'm always amazed because when I travel, I see different communities where they're trying to reclaim and maintain the language and they're losing it for the same reason that the generations here have lost it you know the discrimination and so other languages like indigenous languages in mexico like we've talked to like mayan people i just came back from like cartagena in colombia where there's an african you know community still speaking bantu and it's just the same stories. It's like once you started going to the city, people started discriminating against you and you lose part of a language that is part of your culture. I'm super curious about how you guys describe the type of Spanish that you guys are are teaching and speaking in your Spanish Sin Pena classes, because I'm kind of imagining like you have students who are maybe different generations. Maybe some are first, some are second, some are third gen, some are of Mexican descent, some are Salvadoran or Guatemalan. So, and all, you know, all these different people groups speak different types of Spanish. So I'm really curious about like the type of Spanish that that you guys are working with in Spanish Sin Pena and how you would describe it. I think that's the best part. We're a big melting pot. Our our core team, we have Wendy Salvadoreña and Mexicana. We have Colombian and Dominicana. And then what's great about the program is once students enroll in the program and start to build their confidence, um, Wendy's really great about finding people's strengths and magic. And so she developed a cool program for alumni to be able to re-enroll as facilitators. And so we have facilitators in Puerto Rico, we have all over. So you can really find what level, we give you autonomy to decide what level you feel comfortable in and kind of challenge yourself. Or maybe it's just a day you feel just burnt out and you don't want to challenge you want to go down a level you have the flexibility to go up and down levels but a lot of times you find a core group that's like every Wednesday or you find that Dominican facilitator on Tuesdays and you just find your group and that also is a really good way to practice learn different slings and the practice groups itself since they're virtual we have people all over the country joining and practicing together we have students from Japan Last night we had a student in Canada. So it's really cool having such a diverse group of students and team to kind of mix that all together. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. 
Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. That's super cool. I love how you guys are international. You're all over the place. That is amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think like for me, I've always been fascinated and I love like my previous job. I would travel all through Latin America and I love learning the differences between the regions and the language. And it's funny, though, because one of the things that I tell our students is like people from Mexico could go to like Cuba and not understand, you know, like my mom from El Salvador, like we just came back from the city, my my husband's family in Colombia and she doesn't speak English like my mom doesn't speak English she only speaks Spanish but she could only understand like 80% of what they said <laughs> because mm. the, you know there's words and I, I already knew those words because I'm in the you know uh, but I'm always curious to learn and that's what I tell our students to, to do is to come with that curiosity to learn if you want even if your family background is part of this land before it was you know before it was the the U.S. when it was Mexico and you've been here for generations or whether you're from the Caribe, like, what are you interested in learning? Like, what do you, what piques your your interest, your attention? And that's what we encourage people to do as a way of learning. Love it. Yeah, the Spanish can be so different place to place. Even within the same country. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like the first time I ever went to Boston, they were speaking English and I couldn't understand them. <laughs> like it happens it's with so English. True, right? <laughs> and you, you know, it, it's, and that's another thing I always point out to people is like, even in English, even in the U.S., like <laughs> when you go to different places. And so that's also true for the U.S., in speaking Spanish mm. in different neighborhoods, mm-hmm. you know, like if we're talking about New York versus, you know, people in L.A. And so it is, I think our approach is that the Spanish that we teach, it's like it's there to communicate, to connect, to support. It's a, it's how you use it. And yes, there's always these terms of like, oh, your your Spanish is broken, right? Like right. If it's, mm-hmm. if, like if it's <laughs> As if it's an object, yeah. It's an object, right? And then there's people that are like, oh, don't speak Spanglish. You know, Spanglish is not correct Spanish. But my my point of view is language evolves the way that we do. And the Spanglish is part of our identity as well. And so definitely use it to communicate, but be curious about what other ways that you say it in other different, you know, parts of in other countries. And Spanglish does have some like grammar rules. Like it's not just every other <laughs> right. word translated into Spanish. As much as Hollywood wants to think that's what it sounds like. That's not what it sounds like. Exactly. Like yes. it's its own. Like I wish that we had sort of this like we were more cognizant of this is kind of like a dialect, a creole, like a site. It's like a creolization. You know what I mean? Of these languages. Cause if we, like, like Diosa just said, Hollywood, we watch a Netflix series that will go unnamed, but let's say a Netflix series. And you can right away tell that the Spanglish is off. We can hear it because it's not following like the rules of, of how we speak that language. Mm-hmm. I, I love to, yeah. I, I want to go back to what you said, Wendy, because you know, you're describing like this, like this conversational type of Spanish, 
Spanish or Spanglish or just acknowledging there's different ways to speak. And I love that because I feel like in typical, I'm just thinking back to like high school, right? When you're in a span, I took like quote native Spanish classes in high school and it was very much rigid. They're teaching you Castellano, right? They're teaching yeah. you from Real Academia de España. And those are like the, the rules that you're following. But what you're describing is a v- very different teaching modality that I think is so wonderful and so beautiful because we're not out there in Spain. Like, no. we're n- that's not the type of Spanish we're speaking, you know? We're speaking a very specific, depending on your region, if you're in the U.S., right, a very specific type of Spanish or Spanglish. So I love that you're also adapting to the way language adapts, which is what we talk about all the time here. And I feel like as a, quote, very broad community, we're, we harp and we get stuck on like Spanish should people be speaking Spanish and like the term Latinx and I feel like what's rooted in that is just this very like rigid not willing to evolve Mm -hmm. philosophy like way of thinking yeah 100% and I think that it's like yeah not everyone should speak Spanish and Spanish is also like a colonizer language you know European language but I think you know, the more people you can communicate, the more that you can connect when it's part of your identity. I just want people to know that it's never too late to learn. I, I'm just, a, I love learning right now. I'm learning Portuguese and I'm having so much fun. And I just think like, why don't, you know, let, let's embrace. I, I want to, I would love to learn Nahuatl too. Like I, that's kind of another language, but yeah, let's, for, I, that's how I feel. But of course, the shaming that goes on when people don't speak Spanish or just all these different layers that, that has to do with just unpacking where you're at, where you want to be <laughs> and how to get there is part of it's part of the process that we want to help people support. You know, we want to support people. And Spanish Sin Pena, you guys are remote, you're on Zoom, you're international, but you guys also do in-person events and get togethers and stuff in in the greater LA area, right? Yeah, we actually hit a lot of the major cities. So we have a good core group of people in LA, in the Bay. We do a lot of meetups in New York, New Jersey. So we have like little ambassadors, our students that have been with us for a while, um, Chicago. And so it's really a lot of people just looking to have that community, especially um, in the summer of 2020 in the pandemic, it was a big spike in enrollment and the wait list because we're isolated or in home, they have more time and they feel even more isolated from maybe their cultura or spaces where they can practice. And so it was great to have that virtual space, but we are also this year and last year, we've been doing more traveling as well. We did a volunteer trip to Puerto Rico and we invited our facilitators to come. We're doing a week long trip in Mexico City with our students next month. So we're really incorporating like immersion cultural experiences now. So I'm looking forward to that shift in the program a little bit. Fabulous. That sounds super fun. Because isn't it there a, a key aspect of learning a new language is immersion, right? So it sounds like you try to incorporate that experience with your students. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's just another way to go back to it's not just the language, like one really highlighting that language doesn't make you any more or less than like, if it's Spanish, if it's not any Spanish, if it's Spanglish, you are who you are already, you're already whatever you want to identify as. And that same goes with the pronouns Latinx and Latina, like no one's forcing you to use a pronoun, like you just identify who you want, we want to respect that. It's same with learning. If it's not the grammar classes, if it's cooking, if it's dancing, if it's 
coming on a trip and learning how to order churros in Spanish, like <laughs> whatever it is, we want to meet you there. So we do book clubs. It's I didn't go to college. I don't have that academic mindset. So for me, this program is something I love because it's hands on. It's finding people where they're at. And that's what makes it a little bit different, just validating us where we're at, where we are. Love it. I love that. That's so beautiful. So mm-hmm. how can our listeners learn more? How can they get connected with you if they're interested in enrolling or learning more about your services? Yeah, we're just wrapping up our spring enrollment right now. So um, it's going to be open till the end of the week. We're really excited about the new group joining us, but you can visit SpanishSinPena.com. It's S-I-N-P-E-N-A, SinPena. And that's our same handle on social media all across the board. Beautiful. Spanish Sin Pena. Check it out, you guys. Take a class. Go on a hike. Go on a trip. I like, I know you guys, you guys have been hitting me up for a little bit about doing a class and I I've, I need to take a class. I really do. Maybe this is the year I'm going to work on my Spanish. I know you're getting into your more um, like interviews and things like that. So we have reporters, we have radio hosts, we have all kinds of really cool people in our program they're so like yesterday at orientation we met some doctors a biologist someone that works for nasa everyone's coming through so we're here when you're ready <laughs> oh my gosh thank you too so much for coming on the show and for everything that you're doing with spanish scene ben and for the community thank you so much so thanks again to jackie and wendy for joining us and talking about their organization spanish sin pena so last time we asked our listeners to submit testimonios voice memos about their experience with the spanish language and being a nosabo kid and so we're going to hear from the remaining of our listeners today and we want to thank them again for submitting for taking the time for sharing a little bit about their history and their family history with us So first up, we're going to hear from Maria Elena Altani. She grew up in San Francisco, and Maria Elena shares her family's history with language violence and how that has affected her. Yeah, I had never heard the term no sabo kids before y'all brought it up. Um, Had just identified as a lifelong pocha. The reason I I identify as Chicana, my mom is a Chicana, Um, second generation. Her parents were both born in Mexico and migrated. Immigration laws were almost non-existent then. Their parents migrated in the 20s, late 20s, early 30s, and they grew up in Merced, California and El Paso, Texas, respectively, and they were both beaten in schools for speaking Spanish. And this was deeply traumatic for them. And my mom and her siblings grew up in Merced, California, in the Central Valley and there were race riots at their schools and it was still legal to beat kids for speaking Spanish, even in a very largely Spanish-speaking community. And even though my parent, my grandparents both had jobs, white-collar jobs that utilized their Spanish fluency, they felt enormous pressure to assimilate and that led them to speak primarily English to their children because as I said, there were still race riots at my mom's high school in the 60s when she was growing up and um, it was still legal for them to be beaten. So my primas and sister and I have just picked up Spanish on our own. My prima, who's a doctor at UCLA, has trained in medical Spanish Um, But she's Afro-Latina, and so people won't speak Spanish to her, even though she's the most fluent in our family. Iris Raso shares that her great-grandparents moved to the Midwest in the early 1900s. 
Her grandparents chose not to teach their children Spanish because of the violence that they witnessed. A descendant of immigrants from Mexico who moved to the Midwest in the early 1900s. So my great-grandparents and my grandparents were born in the U.S., but some of their older siblings were born in Mexico. Um, And my family comes from some of the families who lived in rural Illinois to work on railroads. I grew up in these communities on the railroads and lived in boxcars and very much assimilated. My grandparents didn't teach any of their nine children Spanish because the story goes they saw the way that their siblings were mistreated and abused in schools for speaking Spanish or for having accents. And so they didn't want that for any of their children. And so my father doesn't know Spanish. I was never taught Spanish. And I just want to shout out to every other descendant um, of immigrants in the rural Midwest who have deeply assimilated and who have lost the culture due to the violence of assimilation. It was a very lonely and strange existence for me and one that I'm still parsing out. Alyssa Gonzalez Castaneda, whose family immigrated in the 1960s, tells us about the internalized racism she witnessed from her abuelita. I am half Peruvian on my dad's side and half white on my mom's side. My dad's family immigrated here from Peru in the 1960s. And now that I'm an adult and I understand the landscape of what America was like in the 1960s, it makes total sense why my family assimilated as hard as they did. Every time I I go to speak Spanish with somebody, especially if they're a native Spanish speaker, I kind of freeze up in my body. Still now, I'm almost 40 and I still do this. I get nervous because, and I know it's a lot of teasing and lighthearted joking, but uh, I feel insecure about my accent. I feel insecure. Oh, am I using the right verb tense? Uh, Like even vocabulary, just kind of my mind blanks on certain words and it just kind of further keeps me from my culture and connection and Uh, I feel isolated a lot. May Ramirez lives in Massachusetts, but originally from Montebello, shout out. On one side, she's a fourth-generation Californio, and she tells us about that. My great-grandparents migrated uh, from Oaxaca, Mexico, to escape the revolution and settled in that area that's now the L.A. County Jail in downtown L.A. Um, My grandpa, my great-uncles and great-aunt, went to school at Macy Street School and where it was English only education and where they would the teachers would actually um, you know incentivize the parents to also learn English by kind of bribing them with um, credits to purchase at the store Um, you know if they would take English lessons at the school or you know and then they would let the the children bathe in the swimming pool that they had there um, only if the parents uh, practice English and you know with their children and finally we hear from Kay Lopez of Latinas Poderosas Kay shares her experience growing up in Texas I do speak 
70% Spanish and the 25% is very choppy. But it's been something that I have now as a 30-year-old have embraced and am and I'm trying to improve every day and challenging myself to complete sentences in full Spanish. But growing up in Texas, it was really confusing because at home I was only allowed to speak Spanish. But then I was consuming English content on TV and on the radio. And then when I would go to school, I was too advanced for ESL, so I was placed in full English classes. And there is when I quickly realized that I it was not okay to speak Spanish. The teachers would put us in time out if we spoke Spanish. I remember this one particular time I was talking to my friend who is peruana, And I don't know what, I don't remember what we were saying to one another. We were like in third grade, maybe. And the teacher overheard us, told us it was not okay to speak Spanish because the other kids were going to think that we were talking about them or that we were cheating because no one understood what we were saying. So I remember being put in timeout, like literally timeout, sitting in a corner of a classroom I don't know for how long, for speaking Spanish. And then if I was caught speaking Spanish again, which I was, I was put in timeout during recess. And timeout was literally standing against a wall, facing a wall the whole time. Thank you all for sharing your testimonials. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in to another episode of Locatora Radio, for learning about the history of language violence with us, for learning about also the solution, Spanish sin pena. If Spanish is important to you, it's an important part of your culture to preserve. There are resources out there for you to connect, to reclaim, like Spanish sin pena. Let us know what you thought of this episode. And we also invite you to leave a SpeakPipe voice memo on our website at locatoraradio.com and you may be included in a future episode. Make sure that you're subscribed to Locatora Radio wherever you listen. Share with the prima. Share this episode with your favorite pocha. They just might need it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Besitos. Locatora Radio is a production of Locatora Productions in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts, listen to the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Besitos! Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella. Hosted by Mala Munoz and Diosa Femme.
your network. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.